You're welcome to Ripple Impact. Today's guest is someone you'll be excited by the time you hear his profile. Bill is a friend, lives in rural Alberta, is a farmer, a mayor, a husband, a father, a grandfather, and he sits in the boards of many businesses. Above all, Bill is a law of attraction life coach. And of course, we'll be discussing with him this morning to get all the information about his leadership. Bill is such an experienced uh, businessman. Like I said, he has had to do a lot within a short time. And I believe we'll be learning from Bill as we tap from his wisdom. Bill, you're welcome to Ripple Impact. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll be taking you straight on with the questions that I have set for today. Yes. The first thing I'd like to know, Bill, is with all of these things you have done, all of this involvement, amazing accomplishments that you have, you know. So how come with all of this, you now dabbled into, you know, life coaching, which, is, which has to do with the law of attraction? Just tell us about your journey so far. Well, my journey, I think, starts with everybody. You know, you, you get born, you're raised in a family, you go to school. But I always had the desire to, I guess, father followed my father's footsteps. He was in agriculture and things. And so when the opportunity came to, to buy the farm, my dad's quite a bit older than me. He was over 40 when I was born. So by the time I got to my late teens, you know, 18 or so, he was ready to retire. And I was going to see the world. I was going to go to Australia for a year and be a, a student on some farms and do some work exchange and that. And he said to me, he says, well, you can do that, but don't expect me to keep this all together while you're gone. And that was when I discovered, well, I know what I want. I want to have a farm like this, maybe when I'm 30 or 40, but I got, it, got an opportunity to get it now. So I did. got married and borrowed the money we could. We bought the farm from my dad and uh, we started on our own. And, uh, I was only 21. My wife was 19 by two days when we got married and took on the world. Wow. That's quite interesting, Bill. <laughs> now, with all of this, you know, when we talk about farm that you have, you know, people might just think you have just maybe a, an hectare of land or something that you're farming on. <laughs> But I think I have been privileged to be hosted in your <laughs> edifice. And as a matter of fact, my mind was blown the first time I visited your, your farm. <laughs> I even had to taste from your apples, very, very sweet. <laughs> so Bill, can you just tell us, what's the size of the land that you farm on right now? And I know you live on, you also live on that land. So what's the size of the land that you live and work from on a daily basis? Well, we have uh, a little better than six quarters of land that we own, and we rent a couple other quarters, and that's where we're farming. A quarter is 160 acres, so uh, it, it adds up. You know, we're, we're a thousand. We were at one time close to 1,800 acres land that we were renting and everything else, but we've downsized a bit since, uh, since our heyday when we had all that land. But that was when I was partnering with my son-in-law. Now he's, he's taken over the management, and I've, I've stepped back. And gives me more time to be a life coach and be involved working with people like yourself and doing some fun stuff. 
So that's wow. that's 960 acres there, and then we rent a couple other quarters of land. So I think we're we're 12 to 1300 acres of of land that we're farming. Now, not all of it is open. A lot of it you've seen. A lot of it is bush and still in natural habitat. We enjoy. We really enjoy sharing our our place with with nature. Yeah. When I visited, while you were taking us on a tour, I could see some bears running across. <laughs> So I can imagine how, you know, you live, you know, with all of this. So <laughs> with all the deers and all of that around. Anyway, that's by the way, but at the same time, it's quite interesting. You are very close to nature. And when you are in that environment, my God, you just feel, you know, this peace. And I, I truly, it's quite, you know, serene and peaceful. Such a nice place to be. I, I saw that you basically do everything yourself. You know, from the, the, the pie, you make your up your pie, you collect your apple tops yourself. And most of the things you, you know, you, you eat from the house, you eat them, they are all fresh. Yeah. Yes, so they are fresh. Yeah, we, we have our backyard groceries. Uh, uh, we, our, our groceries, <laughs> we have a garden, so we have, have all that. And then, as you said, we have an orchard that's full of apples and Saskatoons and that was my dad's venture. He really, uh, he got inducted to the Agriculture Hall of Fame for all the work he did with apples and Saskatoons. And, oh. Yeah, so he was And I, well. I recall also that you have over how many species of apples in that? Um, your... Well, I don't know what we have now, but when dad was at the prime, it was, I think it was 156 different varieties that he had. Yeah. 156 different varieties of apples. Apples, yes. And wow. some of those, some of those he might graft maybe three, maybe even four, but often there's two, two varieties on one tree. Wow. Yeah. So wow. You, you see, you, you get you get a base tree and then you graft on and you cut off the new growth that comes from the base, and then the, these two buds turn into branches, and then you can have uh, you can have a yellow apple here and red apples there. Yeah. <laughs> so all of these apples and the rest of the, the economic trees that you have in your farm, you supply the grocery stores or what, what, what happened? Uh, dad, when dad was looking after it, yes, he, he had some that went to the grocery stores, but most of it was you pick people show up like yourself and bring a few five gallon pails and then pick apples and then give them to their friends and make pies and all kinds of things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He did it for the pleasure, not so much the commercial thing. This is something he, this is a venture he took on after he was 65 and retired. Hmm. Yeah. So he had another, he lived to 93. 93. Yeah. So he pretty well had 30 years of a new life, orchard apples. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So Bill, what's, what's a day in Bill's life like? Oh my. Well, like everybody else, you get up in the morning, but I'm very lucky because my bed is beside a window that overlooks our place. And when I get out of the bed, I take, I take notice of what's outside. Just take note, especially, well, it's starting to get dark now, but in the summertime, it's, you know, I guess what I'm saying is I wake up with gratitude. I wake up with gratitude. Very important. And, and, and thankful that uh, I got another day to enjoy. And I usually read. I read a little bit in the morning. I try to do a bit of exercise if I can also in the morning. And 
after breakfast, try to be up here in the office around eight o'clock. Sometimes there's chores to be done, something, you know, help the son a lot. We, we have some outside things to do, but you know, we get ticking and get going around eight o'clock. Yeah. And my mornings can be, you know, doing interviews with you, working with clients. I know I have a couple sessions that I do every week. I usually try to do some educationals. If there's a webinar or something, I'll, I'll try to throw one of those in a, in a week to just learn more. Cause I realize the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is quite true. There is no limit to learning. We yeah. Learn on a daily basis. Otherwise yeah. we're fired. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much you don't know. And the only way you find out what you don't know is to go where you, where you're not been before. So, um, I have a saying that you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. And, um, I'm a firm believer in that. So I'm always looking for interesting people like yourself <laughs> to uh, be around, to find a different perspective, a different light. Uh, I don't think you, you, I don't think you shared that with your listeners that both of us are belong to GoPro speakers right. and that's where I met you. And that's one of the reasons I joined was the, the quality of people that were there. I says, I gotta, I gotta have these people, my friends and get to know them. And it's paid off very well for me. Yeah, that's true. And you know, you know what, Bill, as part of the leadership qualities that you have, you don't feel shy to take on leadership roles. You came into GoPro just within one year, you became the president and you're making a hell lot of a difference right now in, in GoPro. And, uh, I tr I'm truly appreciative of what you're putting, what you're doing, and so are other members. They are appreciative of the fact that you are, you know, piloting like a kind of a change in GoPro. Right now, we have our meetings twice in a month, as opposed to what it used to be once in a month in the past, and it's been very, very informational. We are all learning from it, right? So, uh, with what you are doing currently what would you tell our audience regarding learning like you said learning is something that everyone has to do on a daily basis some people might feel well i have achieved this if i look at your record being sitting in different boards of businesses owning a farm that is so huge with what you do on a daily basis you have been a mayor you have achieved so much you have been through so much and you're still learning there are people who perhaps may achieve certain level of success and they feel where they have arrived and they don't want to even learn further. But look at you, you're humble, still learning, right? So what is your advice for your audience regarding, you know, learning and personal development? Well, I, I <laughs> you know, it's like, like, you know, you work hard in the race, you win the race, but then you realize, well, that was pretty nice. I want to do it again. You know, the journey, the, the fun is in the growing and the accomplishing that, you know, you know, like you, you talk to people that climb mountains, they climb this mountain, then they want to find another one to climb. And I think if you, if you have that desire to grow and, and learn, the world is there for you. I mean, it's, um, um, you know, in the Bible, it says, ask, you shall receive. And it's pretty well that simple. Just right. ask for what you want. Don't complain about what you don't have. Don't complain about things you wish were different. Focus on where you want to go, what you want to have. And pretty well, that's it. Take some steps in that direction and doors and opportunities will just come your way. It might take a while, but 
uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a good, good thing for me. And then when I found out about this coaching that I could get certified, I took the course, a one-year course to be certified. And the only reason I, I got excited was when it, it was just a random email I got talked about law of attraction. It says, yeah, I like that. I believe in that. <laughs> one thing led, and I got my certification as a, as a, a law of attraction coach. Yeah, and I learned so much. You know, when you learn something, then you 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 grow inside. You know, so it it helped me so much. Yeah, yeah I was so, very happy. So, who who is your ideal client right now? Who are your ideal? I mean, your ideal client working with? I, I've grown in. <laughs> hey, I put up a shingle. Anybody, you just come here. I am, you know. And so I, I had all kinds of, I, I had all kinds of people that were totally, totally depressed. I mean, they, they, they were as, yeah. And then I had other people that were running successful business, and they just needed some guidance. I was very lucky. I didn't get, you know, some people get too, um, too much empathy and take it with them. Like I, I'm still empathetic, but I was able to divide uh, my clients from my life. And, but I, but my, my best clients, the ones that I really enjoy working with are people like yourself, people that, that are, that are knowledgeable, want to learn more, want to grow from where they are. I mean, sure. We all have personal things. We all have that, but they want to look to the future rather than live in the past. Right. Cause living in the past isn't going to create much of a future for you. True. And so, you know, it'd be selfish and, and, and knowing where we can really go. All I, all I ask is when you come to me as a client that you're willing to look to the future. If you're willing to do that, we can do all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah. Can you take us to a summary, like a process that you take your typical client to through when, when they come to you? What, what's, what are the kind of questions you ask them? What do you do next with them in order to, you know, to... Sure. It's a, it's a progress because you are where you are today, mainly because of your thoughts that you have up here. Okay. Because your thoughts create your reality. Your thoughts, you know, if you're going to go to the store, you have to think about going to the store. And, uh, but if you think that, uh, oh, I don't want to go to the store because, uh, it's dark. I might get robbed. You don't go to the store. You see how that, that thought changes. Or you think, well, I'll get a taxi or I'll go in the morning when it's daylight. You know, you have options to change. So those thoughts control how you, how you think. Mm -hmm. So the best, the, one, one of the first things I do with a client is get them to start a gratitude journal. Okay. And basically all it is is just a binder, a book, uh, some paper that you write on. And you write on, what are you happy about? What, what makes you happy? Who, who makes you happy? What, you know? Is there a compliment you can give somebody else? Those are the kind of things you write in your gratitude journal. And what it does is all of a sudden it changes your thinking. It changes it to appreciation and possibilities. And then you start opening up to more and more ideas because once you appreciate what you have, then it focuses on more opportunities from what you have. Because whether the glass is half full or half empty, you're absolutely right. But if you're looking at the glass half full, you have a different attitude than the person that sees it half empty. Because you're coming from a place of abundance. When you have gratitude and you can see your glass half full, that means you're coming from a place of abundance. 
Right. It's half full, but it's full. Look, it's getting. And, you, and the opportunity is to fill up more. Or if you look at it the other way, you feel like you've been deprived. Like I, I didn't get my share and life isn't fair and all that kind of stuff when you see it as only half, half empty. Um, uh, Henry Ford, he said, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're absolutely right. Wow. See, what you just said about gratitude, I think that is very, very true because a lot of people don't really appreciate what they have. And that's a huge problem. You just, yes. just focused on what they want. Mm. They, 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 forget, they forget even their own goals. When, when the world and the universe and God gives them exactly what they asked for, they forget what they that they asked for that a few months earlier. They just take, oh, that's kind of cool, and they, they still throw, still forget. And you can't forget when we do our coaching. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. We talk about what happened in the last week. What successes did you have? And it's funny, people. Well, nothing. I says, well, think about it. What did? did, did, did oh, yeah, that happened, and this happened, and then this happened, and all of a sudden their minds change. Says, well, we did succeed. I did ask for that, and I did get it. And, you know, and then they become aware. And then when you become aware, then you see these things happen. And if you come from a place of gratitude, you're happy that they happen. You, you recognize that. And it's no different. The world's no different than when you have a waiter coming to your table. And if all you do is complain about the service, guess what service you're going to get? But if you're very grateful for the service that you're getting and you tell your waiter, thank you very much. That was very nice of you to bring me that. I think that waiter will want to come again to your table. You see, I like the fact that you mentioned one thing. You said something about the Bible in Matthew 7, 7. He said, ask shall be given unto you, seek you shall find. You know, yeah. there is one thing about that particular scripture. It's talking about asking. But then one of the easiest way to ask and to receive is to be grateful for what you already have. Yeah. You're giving the instance of a waitress. You go, if you, if you treat her like, well, she render you a service and you are not appreciative of the service. I tell you what, even though you're paying for the service, tomorrow you come, she's not going to do any different, right? But if you show appreciation, you get much more value, you know, for, yeah. for, for your money. So it's very good to show gratitude for, man, there are a lot of things we need to be grateful for. Look at what is going on in the world today. A lot of people are being, you know, hospitalized. A lot have died and all of those things. But we are hell and hearty, right? We should just be grateful because God has kept us, you know, preserved us. So we should always be grateful for life, grateful for good health, grateful for everything that we have. Yes. It's not really yes. the way we plan them, but the fact that we are alive, we are healthy, we are candidates to getting whatever we desire to get. Yeah, yeah. And, and you look, you look around at your home, or your viewer's home, what, what do you have? Where were you when you were a kid 20, 30, 40 years ago? What did you have then compared to what you got now? And if you're listening to the press, they make it sound like the world's the worst it's ever been. And I'd argue it's the best it's ever been. Mm. But that's not the picture that, that society paints, and I, and I don't understand why. Um, I'm grateful that I can go turn that news off. And that's what I do. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of news. Yeah, that's true. What you see in the news on a daily basis is gloomy, right? There is no positive things. And that's why if you want to really be successful, you just have to tune off the news. 
once you you start your day with the news you're going to have that day you're going to be troubled right but you yes. start the day positively like you said with gratitude then you 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 set up your goals for that day and work towards and let your mind be engaged as to how to accomplish your goals for the day rather than thinking about what is going on the things yeah. going to have no control whatsoever about them so focus on the things you have control over exactly. as to continue to achieve yep. and and this is another thing i share with my clients i ask them who's the person you can control mm. that's the person you focus on and that's don't don't <laughs> no i some of my clients wish that their husband was different or their daughter was different or what is different this person is the one you work on and then everything else will fall in place it'd be uh, amazing amazing i can give you a personal story about my wife and i okay now a marriage changes all the time we all go through our things and we have up and down we had a bit of an up and downer and i was i was disappointed in that my wife didn't want to spend a lot of time with me even though i wanted to spend time with her she's busy and and you know let's go check house oh, i'm busy you go by yourself okay and instead of harping on way uh, on on well, I wish, 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 wish. I just visualized, started thinking. No face, no, no, no particular person. But <clears throat> I would, I would say, I got, I got somebody I can share with. Somebody will come with me. Some, I was starting to lay out what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Just, just put it out there. This is what I want. And then one day it dawned on me. My wife is doing exactly what I had dreamed of. She was coming with me. She said, let's go for a walk. I said, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's play cards together. That's a good idea. It was a simple little things. And, and then I might have changed. Like, I started helping out. I started vacuuming. I started cleaning the house, doing things. And it all fit. Just, and all it was was I put it out there. And it was here. It, 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 I didn't go find somebody else. I didn't. No. No, it was here all the time. What happened? All I did was ask and look for opportunities to, to have it happen. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm full of stories uh, that, that has happened for us and our family and, you know, our kids, they've, they've, they've grasped onto this law of attraction too, and they're doing well in their lives. Yeah. Powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely revealing and, and strong, strong, strong thing to, to do like, the part of asking is something that we always take for granted. Like I said in my book, the person you are afraid to ask of a favor might just be waiting for you to ask. So we should always take, we should always take advantage of opportunities we have to ask for help when we can. I also yeah. said most people are unable to ask, not because they are even afraid of the feedback they will get, but because of pride. They find it to bring themselves. Yeah, or they, or they think that, they, that, that, oh, that, that I couldn't know they wouldn't do that or whatever. You don't know what they're going to do or who was going to do unless you do, do ask. When we, were, when we were doing the farm and we had the kids involved, uh, we, we'd have family meetings. And we'd have the teenagers and the little kids. The, our family spread away. We have four children, and there's 12 years difference in them. 
and we'd get them all together and we'd have a family meeting and everybody would get to five, 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes, you'd say, what do you want? What do, what do you see happening? How does it fit on the farm? And we solved all kinds of wonderful things. We, we ended up, uh, the, the kids wanted to build and get a new place and they brought it up and Carol says, why don't we move and we build a house and they move in. But it was that discussion that happened. They got what they wanted. We got what we wanted. But we never had that communication. We never had that talk to find out their needs. And by having that little meeting and just asking, what would you like? They told us. Mm. And it fell in place for what we were going to wanted to do too. Mm. But without that conversation, that would never have happened. And all it was, was again, asking, what, what do you want? Yeah. Absolutely true. We, we sometimes take for granted our kids, you know, that they have a life to that they may need certain things. We, we just feel in most cases, let's just get them to do what we want, you know, but they also have that, <laughs> they have that feeling that, well, this is what I would like and all of that. And a little bit of conversation could, you know, align everyone's interest and, you know, cause us to move, to move ahead. Uh -oh. Oh yes, yes. I, our 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 youngest uh, boy. Um, I just couldn't figure out what he was up to, and so I asked him, "Do you have a plan?" He said, "Sure, I got a plan. Can you share your plan with me?" And he did, and I was happy. Oh, you got a plan? Good. Okay, now I know why you're doing all this stuff. <laughs> Interesting. And then as a father, I can give him guidance. You, you're talking about this. Well, I just found out so-and-so wants to sell something or, or do something that fits in line with you. Oh, great, you know. But again, if, if I didn't ask about a plan of what his future was, he wouldn't have shared it with me. And I would have, I would have been frustrated because what my vision was, is, of course, different than his, but I didn't know what his was. <laughs> he, he had a good path. He had a good plan. Then it's going to take him somewhere where he wants to go. Yeah. I didn't know. I asked. Well, right now, I just want to find out from you quickly. What, what is it? What does it feel like being a pilot? What's, what, what, what are the, because a lot of people see, you know, see pilots as people who can take reach, who have those, you know, it's not easy flying, you know, being on the sky every now and then. So what was it like for you, Bill, <laughs> being a pilot? You know, it was just one of those uh, dreams I had. I thought being a pilot would be pretty cool. I always admired people that were pilots. And so it, the opportunity came. Neighboring town, the mechanic there was teaching pilot lessons. He had a small little plane. Price was right. So I just signed up and got my license. It was that pretty well that simple. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Carol that found it because she knew I'd be interested in flying. I said, yeah. But there again, I, I'd shared my, my wish with her. She's seen it in the paper and she's look at what they're doing. They're out of Westlock. And I made a phone call. And out of that, I got my license. Yes. I didn't, I'm not flying right now. This is 22 years ago. The fellow, he ended up uh, moving and he sold his plane and, and he, he, you know, he's gone. But I got my license and I, got, and I flew and I, I did that. Um, what was going through your mind the first time you flew on your own what was going through your mind wow While Holy, yeah that was cool that was cool yeah 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 i'm in control of this and it's and you know 
Um, you know, you know, when you grow up as a kid, you always picture God peering out behind the cloud and looking down at you. <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking, Hey, I'm up here with God and I can look down and see things. And it was just a different perspective. It just, you were totally free. Yeah. It was, you're in a world that's separate world from everybody else. Yeah. And you know, some beautiful things came out of that. I flew over some farms that I says, wow, what a great idea. I remember driving into one of them and, and, and saying, you know, I just love what you got going on here. And he says, well, how do you know? And I says, well, I fly, I fly over here to the airport and I'm laughing. And I, I just love the way you're handling your silage pit and everything else. And I says, I relate to know more. I think it's a great idea. And he says, okay, let's go and have a look. And I says, great. And I adopted that idea. It was very successful for our farm. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you were flying and getting ideas on how to improve your farm. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was there. It was there. <laughs> well, Bill, what does success mean to you? Yeah, I think when I started off, success was to win the race, to get to a place. And uh, I, I realize now success is, is the progress to get there. I think Success is getting up every morning and having a desire to do something and be grateful for who you are. I, I, I think since I recognized having a gratitude journal and, and being grateful, you, you feel successful. You feel satisfied, and I think that's what success is, to, to have that feeling of accomplishment that there's more and you can grow and be more. And the thing that I, I realized, <laughs> you know, I might I might have been a, the pilot, the farmer, the, the father, all that, but it's helping others. That's where the real satisfaction comes. It, it, you know, <laughs> you're focusing on going here, but as you're traveling in that direction, you come across other people and you end up helping other people because there's others that want to go on the same journey or a similar journey and you share advice. Others help you. And you know what? We are social creatures. We really are. And I don't think there's anything more satisfying than helping somebody. I agree with you. That feeling of adding value to someone's life, that true feeling of making someone happy at the expense of your own happiness, it's truly uh, sacrificial. And uh, yeah, that's, that satisfaction that you get when you put a smile on someone's face. Absolutely, I truly agree oh. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a bit counter counterintuitive because if you're successful, you're, you know, most, most people say, well, he's one of those up, up there and he's leaving us behind. And I had a client, I had a client that felt that way, like he had a, a glass ceiling on the amount of money he was going to make because he figured, well, there's a lot of people that need money, that money more than I do. There's people that don't have as much as me. And I says, well, do you, would, would you like to help these people? Well, sure I would. And I says, well, if you have no wealth, how can you help others that have no wealth? But if you have money and you're successful in your business, think of how many people you can help as you move up, you bring them with you. You have money to spend to help that carpenter who needs a job. You have money to spend to help whoever, to hire people, to put money back in the economy. It's your success makes other people successful. Because if you're not successful, if you're not productive, how does that help anybody? It doesn't help you, and it sure doesn't help your family, and it doesn't help your friends and strangers that you meet. 
Mm. Yeah. Wow, powerful. So we need to be successful in order to help others. Well, yeah. Well, whether it's, brand, whether right? it's financial advice, whatever it is, I mean, you don't know how many people are looking up to you. As I've gotten older, I've had people come up to me 20 years after we've had an interaction, they'll say something to me. He says, you might not know this, Bill, but you said something or did something that changed my life. I didn't, I didn't do it to change their life. I did it because I am heading somewhere. I have an idea and I shared it. Inspiration, whatever it was, they needed some help and it just happened to come because I was able, I mean, I have, I have a full cup. I have a cup full. You need a pen? Here's a pen. But if I've got no pens, if I've got no pens in my cup, I can't help you. So true. So, so I tell people, don't be, don't feel that you're being greedy. Don't feel that you're not, you know, not worthy because you, you're a higher than somebody else. No, the higher and faster you can grow, the more you can bring up others. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Bill, I know you are, you have a project you're working on right now that is also very dear to your heart. And as part of what you do, helping people out, you're putting in a book together. I don't know if you want to share with us a little bit about the book you're writing, when to expect the book out in the stores. Well, the, the, the book, the book's title, uh, it changed, but it's the uh, power of the mind. Use it for good. And the term use it for good not only means use it for the right stuff to help others, but use it for the good of your rest of your life. Use it for good is for, for, from now, from the rest of your life. And just like your book talks about different aspects, things, different things you can do. That's, that's what book's about. <coughs> wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm having fun putting that book together. Yeah. Interesting. So what would be your advice for our viewers right now in one word? What would you say to our viewers in order for them to, to begin to live a life of their dream? When you were born, all of us were born with internal joy. The angelic, angelic joy that we were all given at, at birth. Babies smile, babies are happy. There's an internal joy that we all have. And that joy is always there. And all I say is you find it. You be, that joy is where the gratitude comes from. That joy comes and you see the good in things. That joy, the joy inside sees that glass half full. Find the internal joy. You have it in you, you're born with it. We just, our society's forgotten about it. And we're looking at joy from happiness comes from material things, from all that kind of stuff. That's in here. True. Word of wisdom. Thank you so much, Bill, for having you in this show. <laughs> um, I believe our viewers have truly had a very good time getting you know, information from all that you have said. And I hope that every one of them will apply some of the things that they have heard. If not everything, but some of the things they have heard in order to yeah, sure. yeah. find that joy and that happiness in lives and build uh, so if someone wants to reach you for a life coaching session uh, and uh, where can life we coach life coach bill.ca life coach bill.ca 
And .com.ca, I'm the Canadian Life Coach, Bill, .ca. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill, and I hope to have you again another time on this show. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Thank you, Graham.